Welcome to Shortcut Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for August 14th, 2022, the 10th Sunday after Pentecost in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And Bruce, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Very good. Caffeinated, I see. Fully repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday morning after church. Got to do it. Got to do it. It's a must. It's a must. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah, we are we are uh, we, we are so, uh, half of our jurisdiction, I suppose you would say, our our, our 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 parish jurisdiction as far as where we're at is already back in school. The oh, other yeah. half is getting ready to here, like tomorrow. We probably call it territory. Territory jurisdiction. <laughs> we lord over this. Yeah. We, we reign over. No, you're right. Uh, the chariot, the jurisdiction's boundaries. The in immediate defense. territory that we serve. How yes, about that? That's, that's, that's probably the right way to say it. Uh, yeah, already back to school, and then yeah. the other half, like I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. maybe, uh, 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 goes back. Um, but uh, uh, we did we, we we fumbled over it last week, uh, but we can say September eighteenth is when we go back. Yeah. Uh, to. Uh, having uh, uh, morning classes for for all youth, full formation, formation programming for yes. all ages. That's the word I was not coming up with. <laughs> formation, uh, formation returns. Uh, but uh, as of right now, though, I mean, we're looking at uh, uh, um, the choir coming back uh, and starting to practice uh, a little bit before, um, and we'll start singing a little bit before the. Uh, the yeah. return of formation uh but uh getting back into the groove getting getting out of the uh the the, the summer uh mindset and back into Definitely. the grind i guess <laughs> <laughs> not church wise but, but better, just general if if we were an nfl team we're out of training oh. camp we're done with the exhibition games these count Okay, okay. I was just glad you didn't say we're the Jets. Um, oh, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Boy, just think of that. Be the Jets of churches. That, no, oh, I mean, ickiness. you talk about insults. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that would essentially mean, like, you might as well close. Right. <laughs> Even your own parishioners don't really like you. God has lost your phone number. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, sporting digs aside, uh, <laughs> yes. let's, uh, let's move on to our, uh, our, our event for this day in church history, which is a pleasure, which is a little, a little bit shorter this week. So I'll, so I'll we'll, spend, summer off. we'll spend some more time on the ones that, that, that do pop up. Uh, Raymond Lull in 1314 sails to evangelize Islamic countries. Uh, I did wonder it, whether or not that, uh, Last name uh, then begat the, the the saying to lull someone to sleep. Did you... <laughs> you gonna lull them? Are you gonna? Is that a? Is that a, you know? But uh, I I assume yeah. So this so missionary work to to Islamic countries. It doesn't even say where he came from. Uh, I'm really? assuming with Raymond. Uh, <laughs> English name. Uh, well, no, it, well. Is it though? Could be. Raymond. I wonder what the what is his last name? Lull. L U L L. Yeah. Don't you already you already forgot my stupid joke? I, already, I mean, come on, man. I figure it was a grace. Yeah, and it doesn't say it. It's it it, uh, it it credits the 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 event to the authority as uh, Daniel Rops Henry, 
which is more of a French name, the yeah. way it's spelled. Uh, or actually, I said Henry, and it would be Henri. But uh, oh, yeah. the, and it's from a book called The Heroes of God, uh, published in Garden City, New York, though. But 1314, way this, too early for New York. This, this is getting really weird. Yeah, so I don't know where he came from. And Islamic countries is a pretty broad... <laughs> yeah. So... so uh, this dude sailed somewhere to <laughs> deliver the word of God to some people at, at at this point in time. And just since I have an opportunity to say it, we do not feel as Episcopalians that Islam needs evangelization. Oh, like, that's a good that's yeah, a good point. That they do worship the one true God, and you know, God bless them. There you go. There you go. Uh, so he wasn't Episcopalian. <laughs> In 1314, no one was. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It didn't exist. Uh, 1670, uh, William Penn is arrested for preaching in the streets. The jurors will refuse to convict him, although a judge will imprison, starve, and abuse them. The jurors. The jurors. <laughs> As a consequence, Penn's case will set a precedent that Englishmen may not be coerced to return a desired verdict and righteous uh, and rights of religious expression will be extended. But yeah, the judge was hell bet set on uh, convicting the man and the jurors were like, no. And the judge was like, you go sit in prison time out think about, think about what you said. You just said uh, crazy. Uh, but, uh, but apparently even crazy in 1670 because he did not, it, it, it didn't it get away with rules. it. It changed the rules. Um, so so uh, presumably uh, William, and I, I should know this, but I don't. So presumably William Penn had not yet moved to North America. That that, that would be the, yeah, it, it seems as though that is that is the, the case. Um, so um, probably got out of Dodge as a result. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I dodged that bullet, not and not uh, not gonna not gonna wait for not gonna wait ball. for the, them to strike while the iron's hot again. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, so that's a, that that's an interesting bit of legal precedent, legal yeah, slash actually, religious in precedent. In a weird way, is interesting. Uh, 1901, Clara Ma Mass, uh, a Lutheran nurse, allows herself to be bitten by a mosquito to test the theory about yellow fever. You want to guess what happened? She died. She died. <laughs> she she will contract the disease and die ten days later. Aww. So, um, but in the name of science. But in the name of science. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not that a, a big advocate for you know rats and mice <laughs> uh, testing, but uh, you really want to do that on yourself? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, and that actually, and not so much out of ethics, just out of practicality that was how a lot of early not early but before very modern times a lot of medical research was done on human volunteers yeah i i'm actually kind of curious as to what i mean the the, the entry says that it's to test a theory i imagine that there would there, there's more to the theory of like will i contract yeah. yellow fever um uh so I'm curious as to what the scientific uh, 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 desired question, question that she was seeking answers for uh, actually was. Is like how prevalent? Uh, how infectious? How infectious? Yeah. Is it all of them? You know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a very small control group and you don't get the 
retry. put that together to, with more, much more data. So, uh, yeah, she got Hopefully bitten and she the died. Most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, One of the most disgusting classes I ever took was cultural anthropology on tropical diseases. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, the PowerPoints were... Nothing. No. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Pass. But the, the only reason that I bring that up is the basic questions that to us seem kind of like obvious answers today of, is this born by a mosquito? Is it in the water? Is it in the air? Is it on the vapors? Right. You know, all those were open to question. Yeah. Not that long ago. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's terrifying. Can you imagine mm -hmm. being a scientific mind during that period of time? And like, well, it's me and these three volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, it's, it's me and these two volunteers. <laughs> terrifying. Uh, 1905, we see Peter Podkortov, uh, uh, later known as uh, Herodikin Micah is accepted as a monk in the Belogorsk Monastery. 13 years later, the Red Army will arrest him at Ivoron Monastery and shoot him in Perm. So that means that they've... That, I mean, that's... They don't say it expressly. That's an execution. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. It wasn't... It wasn't... He's captured in one... In a monastery, transported to a city, and then uh, murdered. executed. Presumably. Yes. Uh, so, um, but uh, um, still, some some relatively recent. That's 1905. Relatively yeah. recent uh, martyrdoms. Uh, uh, indication of like uh, the church and government don't always mix, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we're not that far uh, removed from those times. Not at all. Uh, and yeah, I don't have. Really recent ex examples, but uh, that's happening. There are places now. So, oh, yeah. Um, which we sometimes do forget about. Well, like Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a sad story of two Orthodox priests getting in a fight, one of them using a cross to beat the other at a funeral for a Ukrainian soldier. The one attacking with the cross was Russian Orthodox, the one being... Beaten by the cross was Ukrainian Orthodox, and they went after it. And he used the crucifix. It was a cross as the Cruci weapon. Crucifix as the as Jesus, Jesus on. It. on it. Okay, so, all right. So the, he used the sign of the cross. Yes, the, yes, a fairly a, substantial a, a, brass cross. Yes, <laughs> way along the other guy. A fairly recognizable symbol of the <laughs> the 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 worldwide Peace. Catholic Church, like the, the Catholic with a small C. The or, Prince of Peace. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Catholic with a big C. Yes. Catholic with a big C, yes. And uh, uh, used it as a weapon. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that was a piece of clickbait that I did fall for. <laughs> and it, but it was a real story. Good Lord. Uh, 19, literally. Uh, yeah. 1941, uh, our last entry here, uh, martyrdom of Maximilian Kolbe, who volunteered to die in place of a stranger in the German concentration camp mm. in Auschwitz, uh, uh, Auschwitz, uh, Poland. So, um, God bless him. Right. Seriously. Um, and, uh, and those are all the depressing, uh, <laughs> everyone died in this one, uh, except yeah. for, except for, uh, the, the, the evangelizing, uh, Raymond Lowell and the, uh, nearly convicted William Penn. <laughs> yeah. Penn, we know didn't, was not martyred. That's true. So, um, but the other guy, I, a good chance he was. Right. 
it, one of the rare cases where the early uh, the, the events that took uh, place uh, longer ago didn't result yes. in death, <laughs> and the ones in in uh, more recent <laughs> times. Uh, always depressing. Uh, well, let's move on. Love history. Let's move on to one uh, maybe a little less Why depressing. Don't just read the Sunday comics out loud like you used right. to do on the radio. <laughs> let's move on to our to our first reading today, which comes from the book of Jeremiah. Maybe it'll be less depressing. Uh, chapter twenty three. <laughs> <Jeremiah? laughs> let's see. <laughs> chapter twenty three, verse twenty three through twenty nine. Uh, am I a God nearby, says the Lord, and not a God far off? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long will the hearts of the prophets ever turn back? Uh, or how long, question mark. I should have read that right. Yeah, how long? <laughs> Will the hearts of the prophets ever turn back, those who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart? They plan to make my people forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, just as their ancestors forgot my name for Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let the one who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, says the Lord? It's not my word. It is not my word like fire says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Um, okay, since the question was asked, I'll bite. Uh, the question was asked without an answer. What has straw in common with wheat? What? Ha I'm sorry, which what, question? What that has, was not the question that you're going to ask. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, what has straw in common with wheat? I actually don't know. What is, what, is, what verse is that? Uh, verse 28, the end of verse 28. I'm assuming the answer is nothing. <laughs> but okay yeah the, nothing okay <laughs> but straws would you eat it no no but it's it's aren't they like part of the same you you harvest the wheat and the leftovers be, don't they become straw don't you like you dry them out city kid. i'm not a i'm a i'm not a <laughs> Yeah, straw is different from wheat. Oh, okay. Is where, it, it's a totally different crop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where you know, straw literally is grown to be straw, mm -hmm. and its its structure allows it to be a very good bedding for animals, and mm. you can make roofs out of it and stuff because it's those straws. Mm -hmm. um, whereas wheat grows on a stock. Gotcha. Okay. And Basically, the the top of the wheat plant is what can be used to make bread and all, mm -hmm. and the part below that is so small that it's not good for a whole lot. Gotcha. Yeah, I was in my mind. I was thinking separating the 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 phrase separating the wheat from the chaff. Uh, I just yep. had assumed that the chaff was then dried out and made into straw and and bundled up and. Was... Then you plugged it into the wall, recharged it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but, uh, but, but not, but not. We're yes, not. yes. My city boy brain uh, did not know that. So, so the answer really is nothing, other than the fact that they're crops and they have their uses. And they look but not similar. One of those, and they, oh, a, a very similar looking product. When, when they're when it's time, when they're dried, they will look similar. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the point here because it's about false prophets, or at least prophets who 
um, are willing to fill in gaps that they shouldn't fill in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. using their own imagination. That's the straw. Whereas the, the one who is really speaking the word of God is wheat, something that's substantial, gives life. Yeah. I, I do imagine, not, not to give them a pass, but uh, I do imagine the false prophets that are being, uh, the false prophets that are being discussed here are, uh, might it be safe to say that it's there, it's implied that they're intentionally, they know that they're doing this because I would, yeah. Uh, prophesying is, is clearly a mystery to me, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I would imagine it would, ha- you would have difficulty, dis- you might have difficulty discerning whether or not, uh, um, what you're dreaming is, you know, God yeah. breathed or, you know, well, and that's why your wild imagination or, in this section of Jeremiah dreaming seems to be, um, put down mm. as opposed to a vision, right? Which is when you're awake and it's like, okay, that one's harder to say. Yeah. Um, and it, this is, a, this is a part of Jeremiah where the, the court prophets, the ones who are, um, taken care of by the king are more likely to say what the king wants so they get to keep living in the palace and be well fed and all that. And so we'll, I wonder if, well, anyway, here's a, a purposeful pun. They will grasp at straws mm. to give the king what the king wants to hear. Gotcha. Clearly not grasping at wheat. Clearly not. <laughs> um, okay, well, then I'll hit on the phrase that you probably thought I was going to ask the question, uh, which would be on verse 29. Is that what you were nope. at? No. Oh, let's let's go with your thing then first. I had what no did you, idea. You know, I, what did you think I was going to say? Verse 23. Uh, oh, am I? No. Isn't that obvious? Uh, that the, <laughs> Uh, God wouldn't say like, yes, I am a near, I am a far off God and, and, uh, none shall approach me. And like, that's, that's clearly not the, uh, um, the experience that is, is written down in the old Testament while there's this concept of like all encompassing all, you know, higher planes, uh, of existence kind of a discussion. Uh, there's many stories where it's, the, you know, God is like face to face with, with yeah. his creation, like not, but, the, but this is part of that to me, fascinating ongoing argument within the Hebrew scriptures, the old Testament of is God intimate or is God transcendent? Mm, okay. And the way this is structured grammatically, it's ambiguous. Hmm. That, yeah, the, certainly the way it's translated in English, it sounds like it's a rhetorical question. That's a Yeah, it does seem rhetorical. But it really could be answered either way, mm. which, you know, I'll, I'll once again sound kind of zen here. It's The answer is yes. The answer is both? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the answer is simply yes. No, okay. <laughs> uh, are any of the other... Uh, questions phrased rhetorically or are they also ambiguous because there's a lot of questions in this passage (laughs) yeah that's why we went back and forth for a minute um yeah many of them are now i'm looking at it um which as we've talked about before in the rabbinical tradition in the jewish teaching tradition asking questions that are hard to answer and sometimes impossible to answer definitively 
is considered to be the height of teaching. Mm -hmm. So am I a God nearby, says the Lord, and not a God far off? That's designed to be mind-blowing so gotcha. that the listener steps back and eventually can answer, yeah, some of each, a lot of each, all of each. Yeah, okay. Uh, to make the, the that person wiser and more faithful. Hmm. Uh, I wanted to spend a little bit of time with the last line. Uh, okay. Is is not my word like fire and like a hammer that breaks a rock into pieces? Um, we again with the uh, separating the wheat from the chaff uh, um, uh, reference that I that I made earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked before about um, fire as purification, and so like I can yeah. understand, uh, but I'm a little I'm, I'm a little not. I'm not quite sure I know what this passage is is intending to convey. It is is not my word like fire, and so then my mind immediately goes to purifying things and and making transforming them into something new. Um, but then the imagery of a hammer that breaks a rock into pieces not really creating that same transformation and like mm -hmm. useful for clearing a road or uh, yeah. uh, clearing a field for, for, you know, for, for uh, uh, straw. Yeah. Yeah. Growing <laughs> straw or, or the much more preferred wheat. Yeah. Um, but not quite that same imagery. And I'm wondering what the, what the author is attempting to the picture that they're attempting to paint here. Uh, with that that language, any insight? Well, again, I think it's one of these Zen things of the word of God is is like fire with all all that you said, purification, all that stuff. And then, so someone would think, okay, then the next the next image will be wind mm. or water, water. Well, you know, yeah, one, one of those fundamental pieces of creation, and it's like, wait, a hammer. Right. Man-made tool. Yeah. And wait, it's breaking stuff? Right. Uh, <laughs> also the murder weapon by yeah. Moses, but whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so again, huh? I think it's to, it's to cause us to trip over our own preconceptions, slow down, and ponder. Mm -hmm. uh, wait. In the world they're living in, most of the lasting structures are made from rock. That's been dressed with a hammer mm -hmm. and a chisel, but you know, the the major structures of the civilization are rock based, rather than wood or adobe, let alone brick. Mm. Yeah. So so, um, which is interesting because then one could utilize the passage and and you know see. A vision of like oh yeah all this man-made stuff uh uh you know th this could be interpreted as temple language mm -hmm. and uh, uh all of the structures and and trappings that uh, they later entrap themselves with uh that, that jesus comes along and is like hey uh Not you guys one. got a little nuts about this <laughs> <laughs> You focused a lot on the hammer, uh, the hammer part. You got to, you know. Well, and that's the other thing. If you have fire and a hammer that can break stone, you have all the primary tools you, of destroying yeah. a civilization. Or, or, and building it up simultaneously. And building it up as well. Huh. Um, 
Interesting. Um, and, and of course, what all these are put to be referring to is God's message. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it can purify, it can build up, it can destroy, um, get people back on track that have gotten off track, like you said, build mm-hmm. a road. Um, so, again, by being a, a, a slow down, pay attention phrase, it really does help people not rush to interpretation, but slow down and really consider what are the possibilities here. So I do feel as though, though, uh, while there's there's these nuanced uh, conversations that we can have within uh, uh, sections of this passage, I get the feeling like the bulk of what is being talked about here really is fully centered around uh, false prophets. Is that accurate? I, I wouldn't say false prophets. More the I'll, I'm quoting the footnote here in my New Revised Standard Version Bible, wishful thinking. Prophets. Gotcha, gotcha. Because they they do often get it right, mm-hmm. but then they also use their dreams as prophecies when in fact it's just wishful thinking on their part mm-hmm. that does please the the higher ups, so they get to keep their status as a prophet. Um, the uh, role within the hierarchy, mm-hmm. uh, but it it's not necessarily out of maliciousness, like with a false prophet. It's more out of a, I really wish this was true. Mm, I got you. <laughs> and maybe if I say it enough, God will do it. <laughs> right? And why not? There are stories in the Bible of, yeah. uh, of people having... Persistence. Yeah, persistent conversations toward God, and with they're God? eventually yeah. heard. Yeah. Um, so... Um, Anything else about this passage? Um, nah, that's enough. Yeah. Let's move on to our psalm. Psalm 82. Um, there's only eight verses here, so I'm assuming, and, and there's no marking indication that it's like a, a, a section. So is the whole of Psalm 82? Just a moment. Flip a page. Flip. flip. Yes, that's the whole. Okay, cool. Uh God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Salah. Give justice to the weak and the orphan. Maintain the right of the lowly and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk around in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I say, you are gods, children of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you shall die like mortals and fall like any prince. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Um, ooh, lots of questions here. It's a crazy song. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, this, there are lots of questions. Well, let's start with the any historical context that we have or like authorship or... Not sure Use. about those. It is from it's it's pulling ancient imis, imagery of okay, of God being surrounded by a sort of heavenly court. Yeah, the divine of, council. I noticed yeah, that. That's mm-hmm. like these bureaucrats that God has um, delegated mm-hmm. supervision of individual nations to. Mm-hmm. So it's a way of the Hebrew scriptures helping people coming from um, cultures of multiple gods 
to enter into the one true God narrative. Gotcha. By yeah. saying, okay, yeah, you believe in those multiple yeah. gods. Well, here's one that shows Baal exists, that but he comes to court and God, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, and God has the power to make them mortal. Gotcha. And, which no one can do to the one true God. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, this is, th- th- there's some language in here where you're kind of like, dude, are you like writing this to like, uh, to the Greeks or what? Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Psalms is older than. Depends. Dep- depends. Yeah. Some of them are. Okay. Yeah. Some, some are older than that. Some are newer than the Greeks. Hmm. But the um, multiple gods structure was was around. throughout that yeah. throughout the time the Psalms could be written, um, multiple god structures were in all the surrounding civilizations. Yeah, so this is a um, it's it's interesting then to if you paint that picture of the all the lowercase g gods. Yeah. Um, in court in, in this in this divine council right uh and god big g uh is on the throne uh like either in the center or above looking mm-hmm. down uh the these passages being uh these phrases being said directly to uh all the uh, all the other gods first it's how long like an, an, an admonishment an accusation you're judging unjustly and showing partiality to the wicked. How long are you going to keep doing this? Yeah, that, that's against the rules. Right. Uh, and, then a, and then a mandate. Give justice to the weak and the orphan. Maintain the right of the lowly and the destitute. Rescue, rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. You got this all wrong, guys. Mm-hmm. You got this all wrong. Stop, uh, stop helping and, and, uh, uh, or letting off the hook uh, uh, the wicked in, in the, these situations. Um, and then we come out of a, a direct quote to the gods with like a side note for the reader. Yeah. Of like, side note, they've, they, these gods have neither knowledge nor understanding, understanding. They walk around in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I'm not sure what the last phrase is, but it's like, it's almost like you almost imagine like the David Attenborough um, <laughs> uh, uh, voice coming on and be like, Keep in mind, they neither have knowledge nor understanding. <laughs> Walking around in darkness, you know, I mean, like, you know what I mean? They're stumbling over. <laughs> Vulcan in particular. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I'm not sure what, it, all the foundations of the earth are shaken. Um, it's weird to be a part of that aside. And I'm kind of curious as to if there's any other interpretation for it or that might make it... Like what? Well, just because, like, so the first part of verse five is like an aside about the gods that big case, uh, uppercase God to lowercase God is gods are talking to. Um, It's a it's a comment about the people being admonished, and then but the, the the phrase all the all the foundations of the earth are shaken because these gods are screwing up. Okay, 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 okay. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so it so it is commenting as and, and as a result of this, all the foundations of the earth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, life for the for humanity is really getting screwed up. So then I'm and maybe it's a matter of the um, translation here. 
Um, because when we start off in the psalm, this is kind of like third person view. Mm -hmm. God has taken place and says this to these lowercase gods. But then in verse six, it says, I say. Uh, so is this, should there be a second set of quotation marks in our translation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In, in, the, in there, there aren't in, in what I'm looking at. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, okay, well then who's the author then if we're in third person? Yeah. In my Bible, in my translation, they even have a, a double re space, a double return gotcha. to make it easier okay. to see the interpretation that now the one true God is beginning to speak. Gotcha. Okay. That makes more sense. Uh, sorry. That's more of a, for those listening, that's more of a visual question of like, <laughs> Hey, how come it's done this way? Um, um, yeah. Never, nevertheless, you shall die like mortals and fall like any prince. Uh, um, and that could be translated fall like any man. Mm, so okay. definitely gotcha. now mortal. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we go back to rise up, O God, judge the earth for all the nations belong to you. So this would, and this is outside of quotations yeah. by God. And we return to the, Narrator. Uh, the David Attenborough yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, guy here in the, and there's some speculation that that was added to the Psalm when it was used in public work as it started to be used in public worship mm -hmm. so that it, has a, a, a happy ending yeah you know so as you leave the synagogue humming this last line sticks in your mind yeah and i think we should also um spend a moment to uh, rest on the word judge and judgment used in this um in this psalm because we have a modern interpretation of like uh um well, to borrow to, to borrow the uh, the imagery in the in the first reading, bringing the hammer down, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> Judge and judgment is like uh, we we often interpret as condemnation, even though in our current society, judgment is not really a negative. It is a ruling. It is mm -hmm. it is uh, uh, the judge oversees and makes a judgment, a, a determination. So um, uh, we should also make sure that we point that out because it does, uh, it almost sounds uh, as though it's like end of, end of times kind of thing. It's like rise right. up, oh God, and smite this earth. And, and uh, 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 because they, they belong to you, they are yours to, to raise to the ground. And I'm like, well, that, that's, no, that's not, that's not what it's saying. It's, it's saying God with a capital G um, will rise up and and maintain order. Yes, yes. The uh, uh, that could also be translated as govern. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So rein in all these folks not doing their job. Right, right. Um, but um, because it, yeah, it, it, like we get we do get stuck a lot of times on yeah. our, on our own preconceptions of as to how we view some of these words yeah it's showing showing the importance of word usage and translation and um and cultural context yeah because there are some cultures today that um would say oh good things are finally going to become orderly yeah. because someone is judging properly right and most americans would be get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> right 
Yeah, even even I mean, we even think in, in modern times, though, how often how often do we get ourselves in trouble because we wrote something? Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't what we intended, intended to convey. Say. It gets taken a, Hello, a different email. way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it happens all the time. So yeah. uh, uh, which is the reason why words are important. Um, Ooh, yeah. Uh, but it also an indication that no matter how thoughtful you you are about what words you use, um, uh, uh it can always be misconstrued, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially if some of those prophets have their own ideas in mind. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> to, to go back to the to the first to, reading. To the Jeremiah. Yeah. 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 Um, anything else about the psalm? It's nutty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and the, how come we don't have any, like, you know, fresco paintings of this? And, and, yeah. I mean, and, there, where's my the where's my god at, at the divine council stained glass window? Where is this? This sort of you know, I don't even know which you know, in the last ten years mini mini series to refer to because it's almost all of them right that have any kind of divine structure of you know, here are the demigods, here are the angels, here are the and so it's nutty that you know here here's the type of thing that can inspire that. Yeah, that form of thought, mm -hmm. and so particularly for uh, biblical literists, they hate this. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, there there are these other gods. Wait, right? And suddenly, that's when people might be wanting to say, "Oh no, it's figurative. Nothing else is, but this one is." <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Um, and I do. I'll be interested on Sunday. Just to to peer over my bulletin at the congregation to see if anyone's if there's a raised uh, eyebrow yeah, or like a exactly. leaned back look of like what? what? <laughs> I just flipping say a the page, eyebrow. looking yeah. like did I have the <laughs> what? What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, so 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 the the encouragement then is to uh, write your homily solely based in the psalm it, it, it could happen it could you never know it could that would be this fun. early in the week you never know anyway that's right <laughs> well let's move on to our gospel reading which is where you're encouraged to pull the yes. homily from anyways <laughs> but whatever um uh luke chapter 12 verse 49 through 56 uh, uh continued uh thematic imagery here ready are you ready for it <laughs> i came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one, in one household will be divided, three against two, two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Um... My man went dark here. Yes. <laughs> Bad day for Jesus or like, uh, 
a little bit of frustration on the being spent on the crowds. What 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 do we have going on in in the overall story? Where are we here? I mean, crowds are involved, but like, uh, where are we in the uh, the timeline in, in Luke? Well, it's he has set his face towards Jerusalem. Okay, yeah. So he's heading towards his death, mm-hmm. and we're pretty much going through order in the Gospel of Luke. So the last we heard. Jesus was talking about, you don't know when the master's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so be ready. We are uh, skipping a rather disturbing paragraph about beating the servants. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that to people to go look up. Oh, no. Okay. And so there's sort of this transition from the, oh, okay, the servants will be awake and the householder will actually serve them and then into this oh they'll should get a light beating uh <laughs> so it, he's he's heading towards the um hard sayings as they traditionally mm. are called okay of jesus came to bring a bring fire uh um yeah it's tough times and yeah it's not just happy-go-lucky jesus loves me this i know and therefore i can do whatever the heck i want yeah this yeah this is almost uh, again like world ending uh well imagery but but i mean and that's it's hard for us not to go there because of um recent as in like last 200 years christian traditions about world ending what jesus more likely is talking about is the roman empire coming down with a huge amount of violence mm. and destroying what's left of the Jewish kingdom. Well, that would, yeah, but that also then makes this phrase a little, uh, a little strange in, in saying that how I, how I wish it were already kindled. Um, it's, it, some of these verses are a little tougher to, to, yeah. to, to take. Well, part of it is, um, Okay, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it was it were already kindled. Jesus would rather the earth be purified by God rather than destroyed by the Romans. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So it's you know fighting fire with fire, but the holy fire is one you you do want in your life. Sure. Rather than the Roman fire. I suppose if you're also looking at uh, him talking about the after effects of his uh, uh, death and resurrection, um, you could also interpret this uh, a little bit um, um, differently of like, you know, the I came to bring the, the fire to the earth and that fire is this act of resurrection. I kind of wish it would already done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's like the... How many times in my life had I thought, oh, I have this, whether it's final exam coming up or a great big church service to lead or whatever, man, I just wish it was here. So right. I wouldn't be worrying about it. Right, exactly. Um, which makes a lot more sense with the following verse, which is, I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until, yeah. uh, uh, under until it is completed. Yeah, and that um, refers to his crucifixion. Right. So... Um, Maybe it is an all fire and brimstone uh, imagery that he's right. he's coming with. It's like the 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 hardest 
the most destructive fire is actually for Jesus. Yeah. Not for humanity. And and then the next verse, does this indicate that he kind of, I mean, the next couple of verses, actually, uh, he knows what, um, like, the end result will be when his, quote-unquote, baptism will be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I say, quote-unquote, baptism, because at this point, he's already been baptized yeah by john the baptist so yeah. this is this is a figurative baptism of well i shouldn't say figurative uh, but it right. is it <laughs> is a so. it's pretty real yeah um but but we don't often use the word baptism right to describe the crucifixion right. and resurrection um so uh in that in, in that sense it's a, it's it we're using a word to talk about something else uh, which should give us pause yeah because in if if we look at the Episcopal and, and many other re- denominations, baptism service it really is supposed to remind us of death and resurrection. Right. And if anything, baptism, baptizing a baby or something, really came after the baptism of Jesus through death. Mm-hmm. And just in our everyday lives, we reversed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, verse 51 there does indicate he, he knows how controversial it will be Yeah, and how some people will see it and, and, uh, uh, you know, praise God's glory and, you know, uh, conquering death and, and what have you. And then others are going to be like, you're an idiot. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That um, never happened. Right. Um, uh, I don't know where we had to, you know, draw the the in laws and in, into the uh, argument necessarily, but <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, uh, interestingly, uh, Matthew doesn't have as many examples. He has the the same meaning, but mm-hmm. it's a lot shorter. And um, there is an in law, but most of it is daughter against mother and yeah. son against father. But Luke really wanted to spell out more, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, let's, you know, the in-laws are almost always, it's just the way it is. Um, um, the, the more shocking division is within the family, uh, the closer, family, the closer yeah. family. Yeah. Um, but, um, and this is very confrontive mm-hmm. because the people Jesus were talking to are coming out or well, are in a culture in which family is almost primary. Okay. Almost more important than God. Hmm. And so this this is to remind Christians that no matter how much we value our 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 genetic families, there's a higher allegiance we need to carry towards God. Yeah. And that doesn't always preach well. No, no. Uh, what did you call it? The hard sayings? Yeah, the hard sayings. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's uh, uh, they are they are more difficult. Um, it is, it it does feel like it's coming to a head because if I'm not mistaken, earlier on in Luke, uh, he'd already there have already been instances of him saying something, and then there's like almost a a Luke aside that says they didn't understand right, what he was saying. Were, yeah. Um. Uh. You can kind of actually, he at least narrates in his gospel writing here, you can kind of see that it's starting to boil over. Uh, uh, yeah. Because he's basically saying into the crowd, like, I don't understand why you don't 
Don't you, you don't understand what I'm telling you. You can you understand things weather wise, yeah. and yet you don't. How do you not get this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This could be the frustrated Jesus. Yeah, a little bit. Which also doesn't make it into stained glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see this one. Yeah. Uh, the admonishment of, by Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but it is, I mean, uh, it's interesting that the word hypocrites is used, though, because, I mean, there's a big difference between uh, um, dumb and not getting it, and, like things going over your head, and being hypocritical. Yeah. Um, almost the implication is that, like, uh, you know what's going on, and you're refusing to acknowledge it. Yeah. So maybe a little bit more of the human frustration <laughs> being well, on display here. Well, it, 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 I can't think of a number right now, but it reminds me of some of the, some of God speaking parts in the Psalms. Okay. Yeah. Where, you know, God is, oh, come on people. <laughs> um, so I don't ha know how to make this more plain. Right. <laughs> uh, and yeah. And it's, again, it's hard to enter into the mindset because we so quickly want to say, you know, family, faith, country, or something mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying here, no, faith, that's it. Yeah. You don't get the other two. Yeah. 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 Um, I was, I felt like I might have had another question and that's escaped me. Um, do you have anything else you want to point out? Yeah, just two things the weather part. Sure. That where Jesus was talking, um, the Mediterranean Ocean was to the west. Mm -hmm. And so... If you saw a cloud, you knew it had been over water. It's likely to have uh, moisture in it. Drenching rain. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> to the south was the Sinai Desert. Right. And so that would be that hot, dry wind that mm -hmm. would come and wither the crops and all that. So you have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the time you get the animals in the shelter and don't let them be caught in a dust storm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so both those require a certain looking at the big picture, looking off in the distance, um, being aware of things well beyond the horizon. Mm -hmm. And Jesus saying, you get that, but you don't understand what God's talking about over and over? Yeah, I was trying to think... Uh... Yeah, and so this is immediately on the the, the, the heels of last week's uh, mm -hmm. reading, talking about the Son of Man coming in at an unexpected hour, and the thief yep. and the slaves waiting for the master. Um, uh, so it is this this continued topic of you. So so Jesus is basically to to take the bigger picture and and, mm -hmm. and put it together. Basically, has just used this uh, this imagery and uh, coupled with what he says here, and is talking about like. You guys are already doing, you, you're already staying awake. You're already looking for the yeah. master, but you're only looking at it for like the, the, the stuff that's right in front of your nose mm -hmm. uh, and, and the and stuff that, that affects you, you today. You're right. And physically direct, you know, affects you on, uh, on earth, but no regard for the signs that are before you and for what you should be doing spiritually. Yeah. Well, and again, yeah, it's again, repeating that point of, your relationship with God is primary in your life. Mm -hmm. And yet you're treating it as 
third or fourth at most. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many of the uh, people in the crowd, uh, uh, though, hear about the the familial division and are like, yep, (laughs) (laughs) that's happening now. (laughs) Obviously, there are many who did because the... My father hates me. (laughs) (laughs) Even before I started to follow you. I just thought it was because of my hair. You know? I, thought, I thought the prodigal son was a was about me personally until he, you know, he got accepted back in. And I was like, nope, not talking about me. <laughs> nope, never, never. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that, that, but yeah, like like um, so many people have done sermons or meditations or poetry about the apostles that Jesus called away from fishing, mm-hmm. and you know, what did the um, you know, what did Zebedee, the father of James and John's, what was his thinking when he saw them heading off into the hills with Jesus? Right. And there was work to do. Still. Right. <laughs> Son of a... Uh, <laughs> Son of a Zebedee. Uh, well, let me ask you this question. Uh, this doesn't get us too far forward, but next week uh, we start in... Uh, we skip a, a decent amount. So... Um, by decent, I mean I, I don't mean like a bunch, but it does. We 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 skip. Uh, is this the end of chapter twelve? Uh, is there any more before we go go into uh, chapter thirteen? There there's one more paragraph before chapter thirteen. Okay, because next week we start on verse ten. So let's quickly cover the gap between Whoa, the end of this. There's a lot there. Ooh. Can you give us the, uh, the 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 dummies version just to, to, to give us yeah. an idea? So, because right now he's admonishing the crowd. And yeah. then when we come in next next week, he's in synagogue. So how, do, how does this resolve? Do, 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 does the crowd boo him? Does he yell at them some more? Does he give them one of those? Is this one of those uh, classic cases of like destruction and ruin upon you? And yet peace of God. <laughs> Well, he continues with hard sayings. Okay, okay. The hard <laughs> sayings. Um, the difficult as, sayings. It won't surprise you that the verse 57, Jesus says, And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? And <laughs> why are you too dumb to do this yourself? <laughs> why do you need me? Okay, gotcha. Well, not just why do you need me, but why do you ignore in your everyday life what you say you're believing gotcha. about what I'm saying? Gotcha. And talks about lawsuits. And then um, goes into the piece that I think we might have already had, but maybe not this year, about the Galileans who had been slaughtered by Pilate and the, the tower yeah. that fell on them in Salome. Yeah, we did cover that this okay. year. Okay, uh-huh. so that's um, the next paragraph. And then um, the parable of the fig tree, which I know we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, verse 10. Okay, so so we don't get a we don't get like a a screen wipe here or or, or scratch out we get like a screen wipe yeah uh, we don't get like a transition right uh, 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 piece uh, it's just basically like admonishment a little bit more yelling a few more uh, uh, a parable or two all on the next same day thing. yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, the, in the synagogue well and that's the thing that in in Luke and in many other places in the Bible when there's a location named that's the transition. Yeah, where yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, now he's in the synagogue. Let me for, let me take a breath about 
everything he's been saying and be ready to listen to a whole new topic. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, then, now that we've covered the transition, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to screen wipe to next week. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, we want to thank you can, so much. Can we do the dream music? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's go with this happy Scooby-Doo ending. Um, uh, yeah, this uh, so this will draw to a close. This your ridiculous podcast uh, for August 14th, 2022, uh, the 10th Sunday after Pentecost in year C. Join us. Uh, however, uh, it works for your uh, your your um, Sunday and mm -hmm. for your weekend uh, in service. Uh, we will be in person 8 and 10 o'clock uh, in person here at the church on Sunday and the 10 o'clock service will be broadcast live on YouTube, HFEC videos all together on uh, YouTube and plenty of information on uh, the church website, holyfamilyfishers.org uh, about what all's going on and signups and uh, you, can, uh, you can give to the church there. You can uh, ask uh, to, for Father Bruce to reach out to you yeah. and, and uh, talk you through some of this uh, uh, Jesus admonishment you've just received. <laughs> um, uh, all the things uh, can, can be done there. Um, until next week, though, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.